Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the Central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football is ranked. Syracuse basketball is ranked. There's just a different kind of feeling in Central New York right now in November. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Edelstein, along with Harrison Singer on this edition of Fizz Radio on the Score 1260. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. Harrison, it's cold outside. It's been snowing recently. This is starting to feel like the Syracuse sports season as we know it. Yeah, the Syracuse uh, winter weather that I guess we've all come to know and love here in central New York. But uh, yeah, you definitely say the weather is a little colder than the Syracuse football team has been, though. So that's good. Well, it's warm in here and pardon the cliche. I know we're supposed to avoid those, Mm -hmm. but it's heating up in many other places of Syracuse sports. The basketball season just getting underway. The football season really in the heat of it, a team to follow. We've got a lot of that to discuss with you throughout the show today, so stick with us. Talk about this football team, though, and the weather. They're going to be playing outside today at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it's a, it's a big opportunity, for sure, a big opportunity. You know, in the playing in the Bronx, playing at Yankee Stadium, playing against Notre Dame, and, and also, you know, Notre Dame happens to be ranked number three in the country. you got a real opportunity to prove something. How much did people expect in the beginning of the season that this matchup which obviously would have been different and important at Yankee Stadium and against Notre Dame in a classic rivalry here. But how much do people expect that it would be a top 15 game all around? I definitely can't say they, you know, too many people were expecting it, but who's complaining if you're a Syracuse fan? You know what I mean? It's uh, an opportunity that you, Syracuse has really earned, if you think about it. The, the offense has been great. The defense has been improved. And, you know, they came up short against Clemson in, in, in a tough one there, but and how they got another chance to show what they're about. So we'll stick with the generalities of football for the moment here, and we'll get you up to speed with the pregame specifics between the Syracuse Orange team that's doing so well and the Notre Dame team that they look to take on. Well, right now for football, Syracuse ranked number 12, highest ranking in a long time. This arguably one of the best Syracuse football teams this decade, this millennium, maybe even ever. How important is it for this program to get back up into the rankings after so many seasons in a row where it just seemed like things were not going their way? Well, in in that regard, in the regards of of just being back in the rankings, I think you can already call this season a success because, well, they're ranked 12th now, but they haven't been in the top 25 before this year since 2001. You know, so they're back. And what we were talking, you know, about this year being bowl or bust for Dino Babers and the Orange, well, you know they're already bowl eligible. They're going to be in a bowl game, uh, and you know fighting for maybe maybe even a, a New Year's Six bowl game if everything goes well. But they've definitely exceeded expectations in in the uh, rank ranking regard. But with that said, you've now created a new situation for yourself if you're Syracuse. Expectations from here on out are now higher, and those are the expectations you're really talking about going into this game. If they beat Notre Dame Yankee Stadium, the third ranked team in the country. You're going, like, think about how far of a cry that is now or after a win against Notre Dame versus in the beginning of the season when, when fans were just saying, yo, like, let's just see, maybe hope, let's hope if we can maybe hit the six-win mark or at least beat the four-win mark that we've, we, we can't seem to, you know, get ourselves out of. Now, Harrison, is this a case of the ends justify the means? 
as far as Syracuse gets that bowl game after they get win six, win seven, now win eight, and potentially today win nine, is it a case where they that bowl game kind of defines the season and nothing else really is too relevant? It's all about that one end goal, that one game? Right. Well, going in, it was make or break. It was bowler. It was seemingly bowler bust. Now it's kind of which bowl game can we make and that just happens when you have a good season and that just happens when you've been coached well like that like Syracuse has been under Dino Babers that that's what happens when your senior quarterback plays well for the vast majority of the time and that's what happens also when your defense no matter how surprising it is uh, with freshmen stepping up but that's also what happens when your defense improves too or is, is is playing much improved and Syracuse has done and, and had all those things happen for it so that's kind of the situation that uh, they, they've they played itself into. Now, I'm thinking of the past few seasons, and Dino Babers talking about his team, using metaphors all the time, about this cake being baked. He starts saying in his first year here, you know, um, we're making the dough. We're moving the dough around. We're just kind of mixing the flour together and all of that. Okay, where'd this metaphor come from? But then in his second year, his sophomore year as the Syracuse head coach, he starts saying, okay, we're, we're putting this batter, is completed. And then he gets to the point where he's saying the batter is in the oven. And you can hmm. see it rising. And I'm now all of a sudden, you know, yeah, he's talking about all the food. Come on, this morning. We didn't, didn't bring hungry. me breakfast here. Come on. <laughs> Almost lunchtime. But Dino Vaver's talking about this, this cake. And, and it seems like now in year three, his first year three at a school as the coach, the head coach, that this cake has finally come out this this team has exploded what did it take for fans and maybe even the team to buy into that over the past two seasons well you, you ever hear the expression if you build they will come so i Sounds think a little field of dreams here right yeah well i think that's applicable uh, to what syracuse has done this year they were sitting on back to back back for four and eight seasons and fans, after that happens, are kind of just left to say, hey, like, why am I going to come out? Why am I going to show out to the Dome? Why am I going to watch this team every Saturday if they're going to just go 4-8 and eight, or if they're going to just disappoint? And, yeah, a loyal fan will watch, and, and that's great. And, you know, at the same time, I don't blame people for losing interest when during the tough years. But if you build, they will come. You know, so that cake's ready because it's been baking, and it's ready because Syracuse has delivered this year. Yeah, obviously, year three is always a big, or oftentimes, a big year for a college football coach. And obviously, Babers made it clear that year three will, would be big for him. We've spoken about it on this show. We've both written about it at you know, orangefizz.net about how this year was boomer bust. You know, and, and that cake, like you said, is ready, but they've built, and now everyone is coming because— Finally, the cake is ready. Give a little shameless plug here because you mentioned Orange Fizz on Fizz Radio here on the Score 1260. Follow us on Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook. Also keep up to reading all about Syracuse football and basketball news, recruiting news, current events news, game recaps, live tweeting, uh, orangefizz.net. So you also mentioned the strength of the team. And I'm looking back at last year, a little bit of a flashback for Syracuse football for a second at their 2017 schedule, which was regarded as maybe one of the hardest in the conference, if not in the country. You start out with Central Connecticut State, you think that's easy. 
then you go into Middle Tennessee Week 2, and that was a heartbreaking loss. Central Michigan, they get the win, but then you face a ranked LSU team, NC State team, Pittsburgh, Clemson ranked, Miami ranked, Florida State, Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College. Not only were some of those teams ranked, but all of these games on the road just seemed to fall short. Florida State at the last second couldn't get it done. Miami, they looked like they played well, couldn't get it done. They almost beat LSU, a ranked team. It seemed like they were on the verge, but this was one of the hardest schedules, regarded as one of the toughest uh, slate of games for the Syracuse Orange football team to play. How much did that set up the giant leap that this team took this year from going from the hard schedule, they were almost getting it done, but it's, it's just so tough, to a little bit of an easier schedule this year, kind of lightens up, and they've improved their skill, right. and now they're just ready to make that big well, jump up there. I think when you talk about struggles before this season, last year... Last year was tough. It was a tough schedule, yeah, but they lost their last five games. That's not good. And then in 2016, the year before that, they lost their last four games of the season. So what that means, though, is they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder this year. They're out, and I it, it has to be established in that locker room. I'm not there, but it just has to be. If you're Dino Babers, if you're Eric Dungey, who— Last two years also hasn't even been healthy to stay on the field for the for the end of these last two years. So there's definitely a chip on his shoulder saying, look, I'm a senior. I got to stay on the field, help my team. And if we're in a bowl game, I got to play in that bowl game. If you're Babers and you've, you've coached the team the back-to-back four and eight seasons, keep in mind, Scott Schaefer, before he got fired after year three, was, I believe, suffered, coached Syracuse to, to a very similar record um, through the first two, two through same winning percentage, sorry. Very similar winning percentage through his three years at Syracuse than Babers had in his first two. Yeah, he had gone, uh, you know, you have the, the three and nine seasons, the four and eight seasons. Yeah, so so with that said, Babers has a chip on his shoulder after two. So what two back-to-back tough seasons does for you, three seasons, you know, under Scott Schaefer also, that puts a chip on your shoulder. So there's definitely added motivation there, but... I wouldn't say that that's what is the driving force still in 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 the turnaround. I think that this team has just ex- done a better job of executing this year as opposed to years past. I think um, yeah, another year under Dungy's belt, having that senior taking charge, leading the huddle is not even if Dungy has not always been at his best. He's been relieved by Devito in games this season, but like there's still always something to be said for that leader in the huddle. That meant that guy who's there mentally to pick up the players around him. Eric Dungy not playing the last three games of his past three years, freshman, sophomore, and junior years didn't make an appearance on the field in the last three games of each of those seasons. Finally, he gets there, and he also gets that big moment the other day in the Carrier Dome when he's taken out of his last game in the Carrier Dome. The fans were there, you know, almost 43,000 fans in attendance. That just shows you where this program has come and that the people are really into it at the moment. And you know what, too? Uh, On top of that, the way Dungy plays, I know he hasn't sat out uh, due to injury of any games this season, but there's no way... That he's not feeling some pain and, and some nicks and bruises at this point in well, the year. He's still There's... jumping over guys. He's still he got poked in the eye at one point. Corey Vision was one of the things. Yeah, he's yeah. running around and, and diving everywhere and rolling. Right, so. and and I think you know there's always behind the scenes stuff with guys who it's when it's it's got the job of certain guys at certain positions to get hit. You're a quarterback. You're a running back or you're a receiver. What do you do after you catch the ball? You get hit. 
you, you play a skill position, especially quarterback. You know, even when you're not running, you're risking getting sacked on every play you're passing. You get hit. You get hit a lot. And when you're Dungy and you're a quarterback, you you know, you have defensive linemen chasing after you. They get, get trying to get to you in the backfield. But Dungy's a mobile guy, right? Dungy scrambles a lot. You know what he doesn't do quite as much? Slide. And... That has to, that's kept him out of games in the past, and that has to, even though he's not out of games, hurt, still be hurting him now. So, yeah, and even when he does slide, sometimes it's head first, which not very good in itself. But this team has bought in, and it also speaks to the fact that maybe in year three, Babers has his own recruits now filling up the system. It's only the senior class that he didn't have a hand in to buy in yeah. to the program from being recruited. Of course, Dungy leading the team and other seniors really rallied around the Babers philosophy, but they had to make a change. They were recruited for a different purpose in a way. Yeah. Now, finally, Babers had his own guys buying in. And this scheme, this Orange is the New Fast, which was the big news when he first got here, this plan seems to have finally worked so well. Yeah, and that that's why, you know, when I said year three is typically a huge make-or-break year for for college coaches, especially, at least definitely college coaches who haven't proved their worth yet by year three. It's a big year because, like you just said, your guys are filling, you know, filling up the all the positions on the field. It's your guys that you recruited, and, you know, year three for Dino Babers, it's, it's definitely shown well so far. Could he be coach of the year? You never know. The ACC's had a lot of a few different teams come into uh, the fold unexpectedly, so he'll definitely be up there. So with it working so well, and all of a sudden he's great. This is the first time he spent three years with one program as the head coach. What's the risk of him moving on? That's a great question. I know, obviously, Maryland, there, there were reports out there that suggested Maryland was interested. Obviously, we know, or a lot of people know what's going on inside that program right now. Um, you know, I guess on the outside, it's broken the news pretty predominantly. But Maryland's a big program, and it's it's one that can be rebuilt. And to be the guy who steps into a situation like that and rebuilds a program like he did with Syracuse, that's not not tempting, so I can't rule that out, but he seems pretty committed, at least for the time being, at Syracuse. So for right now, today, Syracuse football ranked number 12 in the country, behind Babers, behind Dungy, behind all the other guys. We'll give you the details and insight into Syracuse football's game today. It's the Syracuse Orange against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish playing football at Yankee Stadium. We'll have more for you on what exactly this specific game means and looks to be right after the break here on The Score 1260. Back here on The Score 1260, it's Fizz Radio. Alongside Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Talking about Syracuse football right now, and specifically the game that will happen today. Syracuse football on the road, but still in New York. They're going to be playing at Yankee Stadium in a classic against Notre Dame. This is something the fans look forward to each year recently. Big games, MetLife, now Yankee Stadium, Harrison. Yeah, absolutely. It's It, uh, it kind of provides... Syracuse with like a, a unique or different opportunity than usual to show fans in a whole different area other than central New York what they've gotten. You know, it's always cool when you're in Yankee Stadium to, as a fan or a player to take in all that history, even if it's baseball, football, whatever. You know, it's 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 a landmark and it's an opportunity and a, and a, a whole day really that I hope everyone on the Orange really relishes. 
You talk so much in the season about how the Carrier Dome is the place where the Orange do so well. In the past, they've really gotten only their wins have come from the Carrier Dome. On the road, it's been such a challenge Definitely for them. Definitely a different team on the road. But now this is not really being on the road. This is not really being at home. And this is not even really at a football stadium. This is a baseball stadium. How challenging could it be to make adjustments to be able to stay focused on the game? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Uh, there's a, a bunch of different factors that Syracuse is really going to have to yeah, account for. The first, I think, that comes into my head is you know, you're not you're not the Carrier Dome, which means you're playing on uh, Yankee Stadium's real natural grass. Carrier Dome's turf. That's that's a whole different you know world, and and you you deal with that kind of thing when you when you go on the road. So that won't be you know a, a, a tremendous adjustment. But then you know you also you're playing in the in your home state of New York, and you're not going to have that same Carrier Dome crowd behind you. You know, Yankee Stadium officials actually did say publicly that they expect the stadium to be a vast majority filled with Syracuse fans. Uh, obviously, geographically, that makes perfect sense. But, you know, at the same time, it, it's not that dome atmosphere. You're playing at an open stadium where there are going to be still plenty of Notre Dame fans, and it's going to be different. And at the end of the day, regardless, you know, whether you're home at the Carrier Dome in front of thousands of fans, you know, that are backing you, or you're on the road against Clemson, wherever you are, you got to execute, and that's what it's going to come down to. So if this game doesn't affect their confidence because of the location, doesn't throw them off as much, I'm sure I could hear Daniel Baber saying that, you know, you know, we just got to focus on playing the football game. There will be a football field there. Yeah, it's different, but we play in different stadiums every time we're on the road. Yeah. But how much confidence is the Syracuse team coming in to this game when looking at Notre Dame, their opponent? Well, I'll tell you exactly how they should be thinking about this. There's two ways it can go. Option number one, and I would definitely say the inferior option. Inferior option. Syracuse players are in the you know in the locker room lacing their cleats up, and they're still saying you know after a whole week of preparation, oh, darn, we're playing the third ranked team in the country. They're the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They're ten and zero. I'm nervous. I don't want to lose. Everyone's talking about us, you know, as as a the, the second best team in the ACC. You know, we have a reputation to uphold. We can't lose. But there's another way Syracuse guys can think about this game going in, and it's we're playing the number three ranked team in the nation. They're ten and zero. They're the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Let's go out there, execute our game plan, and beat them, and make a huge, tremendous statement. Not quite on the same level, but not too far off that same kind of type of win. You know, they had last year against Clemson. I really like the way that you phrase that. Take the same words, give it the different emphasis, mm -hmm. and there you go. Completely different mindset. And it's all about the mindset. How many times have you heard the, the speeches of saying, where is your focus? Are you focused on winning this game? Or are you focused on not losing this game? Yeah, and, and you know what, David? You bring up a great point. I mean, this is really a great conversation because I feel like a lot of the time fans and and, and you know, anyone who follows football, they feel like these guys, I feel like they're under this impression that these college athletes and these NFL players are robots. When, you know, you, I'm sure you played a sport in high school. I know I played a sport in high school. A lot of that was mental about how, you know, how I played and I'm sure how you played and how my teammates played and how your teammates played. So much of sports, so much of life, especially sports is, you know, performance wise, it's, it's all based off 
how mentally you are there. And Syracuse won't win this game, and they haven't won games uh, if they're not there mentally. And, you know, it, it takes uh, mental acuteness to execute against a good team. And now mentally, of course, you're preparing for games, and you might be looking at the paper to try and figure out what's going on. And looking at the numbers, literally the numbers, it's Notre Dame number three. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, Syracuse also played the number three team in Clemson, a team that they had beaten last year and really kept pace with just so close to beating in that last minute of play just wound up giving the game away. But it was number three. The difference this time is that Syracuse is ranked. And they're not just ranked. They're in the top 15. They're number 12. They're on the cusp of this top 10 at this point. How intimidating is it, or what is, rather, I should say, what is that mental aspect that the Syracuse team has this time going in against the number three team right. as a ranked team themselves than they did last time? Yeah, I mean, kind of like I just said, you're going in ranked, it adds fuel to the fire, and at least it should add fuel to the fire in regards to the second you know, the latter option I was talking about is grab that bull by the horns and beat this team if you really can. You know, you're you're ranked you're ranked 12th for a reason. They've played well enough and and to impress some people who have spent quite a quite a bit amount of time watching college football and watching it this year and watching all the other teams who are ranked. You know, the, the ranked the ranked Syracuse's ranked counterparts. So they've earned their spot and. Yeah, from a mental aspect going into this one, because they've earned it so far, it sh- that should be used as more motivation to go out and beat a team you're not expected to beat. Obviously, you know, Syracuse has done it before. Dino Babers has coached Syracuse to victories over teams that they weren't expected to beat. They've also played close games against teams they weren't expected to come no anywhere close with. So, again, get hype get a- and get ready. Go out there and execute your game plan. So I have to ask then, what does Syracuse have to do to win this game? Out of all the things, and when I just say execute, 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 the number one thing I always say, when you are a team who's not expected to beat your opponent, do not help them any more than they are already get. They don't uh, the better team or the the favorited team doesn't need any help. Do not turn the ball over if you're Syracuse. It's something that, you know, really hasn't been a problem this year, uh, but it can be when you play a better team. You know, Notre Dame has a good defense and they're they're big strong guys. It's not even forget the stats for a second. They're Notre Dame. Syracuse the programs, the reputation around each program is what it is for a reason. Notre Dame breeds NFL-ready talent. And Syracuse, you know, sometimes every once every, once in a while, every few years, we'll get a guy drafted in the sixth or seventh round or, you know, sign, you know, for on an NFL, to an NFL squad for training camp. It's it's just a program difference, and, and, and that goes into that mental part. Just, you know, Syracuse has got to be ready for uh, today. Now, Notre Dame has to be ready as well because Syracuse is no automatic win anymore. Of course. If they ever were. They're definitely not now. So what does Notre Dame have to do? Similar question. What does Notre Dame have to do in order to stop Syracuse? Right. Well, when you're the favorite, you know, it's it's and you're 10 and 0, you're kind of uh, 
you game plan for every game differently, but there are things that you can kind of fall back on that you know as a 10-0 team and ranked three at third in the country that when, when you know, stuff is hitting the fan, you know that you can kind of come back to earth and rely on certain things or certain guys. For instance, Dexter Williams is averaging 6.8 yards per carry. Notre Dame's starting running back. He scored 10 touchdowns this season. Establishing the running game is probably something Notre Dame's going to try and do against Syracuse on Saturday. And again, if that's something they do, it's going to be hard for Syracuse to, uh, to to push back defensively. And obviously the running game also, what it does is sets up the passing game. And it's not like Ian Book's going to wow you. He's not going to run off with a Heisman Trophy, but... A fifteen to four touchdown interception. A fifteen to four touchdown interception ratio means he's a smart quarterback. And when you and if if, if Notre Dame gets the ground game going with with Dexter Williams and, and, and Tony Jones Jr., it's going to make Ian Book's job throwing the ball a lot easier. And then things can start unraveling for Syracuse. So that just on Syracuse's end just goes goes to say, be ready, execute offensively, execute defensively. You know, there's both teams are going to have game plans. It's all going to be about who executes better. So this is Fizz Radio on the score 1260. We have you on Saturday mornings. Shameless plug again. Check out orangefizz.net for all your Syracuse football and basketball recruiting news, game news, all that you could possibly think of in those two sports. And as well as following us on Orange Fizz on Twitter and on Facebook. So, Harrison, just to go through these Notre Dame players for a second here, Ian Book obviously the leading quarterback here. He's thrown for over 1,800 yards already this season. You've got the leading rusher is Dexter Williams, who's gone for 10 touchdowns already. The second guy on the team, Jafar Armstrong, has six. Other guys have three, four rushing touchdowns, but he's the clear front runner there, over 700 yards. Yeah. And then you also have on the receiving side of the ball, Miles Boykin is clearly the prime target. Eight touchdowns, so far this season, he's averaging almost 15 yards per catch. That's more. Every time he touches the ball, it's much is five yards more than first down. So he's really producing for this team. You've got three strong guys. You've got many other strong guys. That's to be expected for a team that is ranked number three in the country and is currently undefeated this season. But what I want to find out is what should Syracuse be watching more? the passing game or the rushing game definitely i'm i i usually even when you're you're facing a star quarterback or you're facing a team who clearly leans pass i'll always always say stop the run stop the run that has to be stressed every week because once a team can run on you you're done you're done in the passing game and and if, whether it's ian book you know whether it's Ryan Finley on NC State, who comes, who came into Syracuse before that one, throwing over 300 yards a game. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is; he's going to have a, a much easier time if if his if his team's successfully running the football against you. So, if I had to choose between one one or the other, run or pass, it's it's stop the run. And how much can Syracuse focus on both at once? Because it just seems like both are so dominating. Oh, that I mean, that is definitely the overall job of the defense. So, you know, when you when you have to do that against the number three ranked team in the country, it can get a little tricky. Even though Notre Dame's only averaging 34.5 points per game, they don't light it up on the scoreboard, but, you know, it doesn't mean they won't go off. We'll see. So coming up on game time here this Saturday, right now, what is your thought of how this is going to turn out? <sighs> 
That's a tough question. I think these two teams, whatever their rankings say, doesn't matter. They're they're pretty evenly matched. They don't play the same game, but they're overall evenly matched. I think I would have to give the nod here to Notre Dame just because they're a little bit more, well, they're a lot more established, even though Syracuse is playing, which could be good, playing from a spot of, of having nothing to lose. But I think Notre Dame wins this game 31-27. You heard it here first from Harrison Singer. Remember that later today. Harrison I Singer. hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Harrison Singer alongside David Edelstein here on Fizz Radio on the score 1260. What happens if Syracuse wins this game? What's coming up next? We'll have that for you just after the short break here on Fizz Radio on the score 1260. This is Fizz Radio on the score 1260. We have you on Saturday mornings. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on this Saturday morning. Alongside Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Follow us at Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook. And as well, keep reading at orangefizz.net to stay up to date with all of your Syracuse football news. The big news right now is that the Syracuse Orange is headed to Yankee Stadium to take on Notre Dame in a football game. We already talked about the specifics of this game. We talked about where this program's come in general, Harrison. But what is the impact of this game going forward, win or loss? It's definitely... It's a, I'm going I'm to use a big word here, but I think I'm right. It would be program changing. It would. We said that Clemson win was program changing, and it was. It kind of symbolized like this weird turning of the corner almost, that they were able to beat good teams or compete with good teams, and they are, and they've proven this season that they are. And now, if you, you talk about after going 8-2 and two and, and, and then beat, if you beat Notre Dame, that's another program-changing win in the sense that you're here. You're, you're, not, you're not playing around anymore. You know, I, I, for one, I won't lie. I've had my doubts about this very team, especially teams in years past. But if they win this game, I will not say a bad word about Syracuse for the rest of the season, <laughs> unless they lose before unless, they get to a bowl game. <laughs> unless they do something bad where, of course, you know, you, you need to talk about that. Right? Yeah. You, you'll say, you won't say anything, you'll, you'll continue saying good things for all the good things that happen. Yeah, exactly. But it's okay, Syracuse fans, because I will be here to reconcile and reconcile all of you. Say I Not say I told you so, though, but, you know. I, I can't help but be skeptical. They went four and eight last year, you know. Like that's it. But I definitely expect them to be this game, be in this game. And if they, if they win, it still wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. And Syracuse had gone three seasons in a row, four and eight. Right, three, that's not good. Three and nine before that, and then the year before that was the last really positive sign at seven and three. Last time they made a bowl game, also. Now they're looking for their ninth win. Besides the game, besides the players on the field. How big is it that Syracuse is actually already at eight wins and looking for number nine this season? It means that they, Dino Babers and co, are on track to really change the uh, stigma around the program. I don't, you know, what? who knows what's going to happen after this season with Dino and if he stays or if he leaves. But if he, if he does leave, the next coach would have sh- big shoes to fill and a program who's now, what, what is now just bursted onto the scene to a program to you know, keep that fire burning. And, you know, if he does, if Dino does stay, he's got work to do because he's got a lot to build on, you know, after the season that they're putting together now. So the program stigma's already changed. It's now a question of where does it go from here? 
And this game has a lot of implications on that. Babers would have to almost beat out how big of shoes he left for himself for next year. And this team going forward, you know, there's a bowl game. Everyone's expecting this to happen ever since win six. Then you go to next week, seven days later, win seven. Seven days later, win eight. Seven days later, they're playing this game. There's still two more games left on the schedule after this one. You know, there's still season to play now rather than just looking into that future. So, you know, this game's so important. When it goes one way or the other, what does it look like when Syracuse is still trying to keep the momentum going back on a a regular football field in the last two games of the season, even with maybe the final destination more solidified right now than it's been over the past few years? Yeah, you're bringing up that rest of the season factor, and and that's a great point. I don't think that Boston College in at Boston College is an easier game than Notre Dame on Saturday or today. It's not an easier game. Boston College's defense is very good. It's in Boston College, like I just said. A.J. Dillon is a filthy running back that you're going to have trouble stopping on the road. Like, Boston College is going to give you a super hard time. So, like, for all we know, if Syracuse wins this game today, like, that locker room is going to be, it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be, like, Post Virginia Tech upset rowdy. Whose house are <laughs> who's that rowdy? Because they know that they have a chance to do something really special on the road next week. If think about if they beat Notre Dame and then beat Boston College, who's currently ranked twentieth and expected to win um, from early ESPN matchup predictors, whoever reliable that is, it says they BC has a sixty percent chance to win that one early out, but. If they win these next two games and go 10-2, and two, there's I don't care what anyone says. There's a playoff case to be made there and should be really, really considered. If you think about the two losses Syracuse has suffered, David, like at Clemson, which was a four-point loss. Sure, they knocked Trevor Lawrence out of the game, but that's part of the game. Injuries are part of the game. They went to Clemson and lost by just four on a game-winning touchdown at the end. And Pitt has turned out to be a solid team as well. So those are two losses that aren't that bad and two games left to really, really make a statement. Because it's bigger than this. It's bigger than just this one game. It's bigger than just this one pass. You have to focus as a team on each one of those. But it's it's the bigger picture here of where is this team going and what direction will they wind up choosing based on how they perform and and how it goes. Yeah, there's a lot of riding here in these last two games, and it, it's great. It works. Out, the timing works out very perfectly because we're sitting here talking about this team eight and two. What are they really made out of? <laughs> Guess what? We're gonna find out pretty soon. <laughs> right now, it's the score twelve sixty. This is Fizz Radio broadcasting on the airwaves of the score twelve sixty. Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Coming up after this, we've got some interesting things to talk about as far as what this game will look like. <laughs> literally, not a bad way of putting it. Find it out right after this, here on The Score 1260. Back on Fizz Radio on The Score 1260. Alongside Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Follow Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook at Orange Fizz. And also keep up to date with all your Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball news on orangefizz.net. Right now, the news we've been talking about is today's game, Syracuse football, playing Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. And besides the fact that it's a football game, 
being played at a baseball stadium. This is going to look like a different football game than usual between Notre Dame and Syracuse. The atmospherics might be a little bit different, and that's because Notre Dame is going to be sporting jerseys that look like the Yankees baseball jerseys. They actually almost look exactly like baseball jerseys, but they're not. They're football jerseys. Got the blue in the center. Got the numbers just like the Yankees would wear, the block letters. Pinstripes on the sleeves, white sleeves with blue pinstripes. And even on the the top of the numbers on the front, they've got the Yankees cursive font to show off their name. So really embracing the scenery and the location. What what do you make of this? Harrison? Yeah, well, to say they are gonna are trying to make the most of the moment would, I guess, that'd be relatively an understatement. But yeah, like you said, I mean, a blue base with those those white uh, shoulders, but they're pinstriped, and then the pinstripe pants. They have long blue socks. Really looks like, like it honestly looks. This I'm looking literally on Google right now of a, of one of those mannequins, and he's holding a football is with his arms stretched out in front of him. If you replaced that football, David, with a baseball bat, I'm pretty sure that with the with the you know with the helmets and the face masks on them, they are the Notre Dame is ready to take a college softball field. Like it, with the cage and the, the the helmets is exactly what it looks like. It's got the 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 baseball styled pants too with the socks yeah. and everything and the their pinstripe pants also. So it's yeah. really taking on, you know, Notre Dame is the home team, designated home team. Neither of right. these teams are home, but it it's going to be Notre Dame in New York. That's right. going to be the home team. Right. They're really embracing uh the fact that they're at Yankee Stadium wearing Yankee like uniforms. It makes me question should should the orange be like wearing like oranges or something should they be embracing something yeah. here too that's a that's a good question i mean you know notre dame is like coming coming out coming in hot <laughs> with the pinstripe uniforms and and the orange kind of just saying hey we're chilling in our all white uniforms you know for the second straight week but you know at the end of the day obviously you, you'll yeah you gotta look good to play good but honestly you can just play good at the same time, even in an ugly uniform. You know, obviously the Orange have not showed... Not that the white is ugly. Oh, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously the Orange have showed out in, you know, they're all orange, they're blue. Um, and just going a little more on the uh, traditional side this week, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, like you said, they're they're not the designated home team, which makes per- perfect sense that Notre Dame would take the color in this matchup. And, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of sports have their home team wear white. I mean, basketball True. still does that. Hockey used to. That changed or the a Dallas few Cowboys. years ago. Yeah, in, in, in that case. So, you know, but I'm thinking something more along the lines of the orange, all orange, maybe maybe some green helmets to be like a leaf or something, yeah. brown face mask, I, like I the dig little that. stem. I, I totally like dig that. that. Yeah, I mean, you, th- you think about it. You know, you have a neutral location, a special occasion, and, you know, you might as well have them, Notre Dame, rock the pinstripes, and then the orange throw on orange you know and make it like a whole colorful thing but that obviously wouldn't fit the uh i guess the yankee stadium feel or vibe or, or yankee stadium appeal not that that's probably well, I mean, a factor, but... appeal i mean sorry yeah Cliches that's there yeah that's, uh... that was really bad yeah yeah it's true but at the end of the day well you know i'm sure uh the orange even if they're not quite as as aesthetically uh in it as Notre Dame, they might still be in this game, hopefully. Uh, after all, I'm, I'm no designer, and it's not the Syracuse <laughs> Oranges. It's the Syracuse Orange. Orange representing the community <laughs> of of what's going on. Yeah. You know, representing we, the color 
orange. The mascot might be out of the orange, but they're not. It's not the oranges. So going in, you know, random green helmet. It don't. I don't. I don't study any kind of uh, fashion design. Never yeah. have. Probably never will. I'll rely on some other people to help me out. Well, orange. Where you I glad? lack those skills. Orange. Orange. You glad that you haven't though? That's it. That's it. We're just. I gonna, think I just one up you. We're just yes, and that we're just gonna stop that. Now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, that's all the time that we have for you today on Fizz Radio. That does it for us. For Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Keep following Orange Fizz at orangefizz.net. Keep up to date with all your Syracuse football and basketball, recruiting news, game news, anything you could want. Also, follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Orange Fizz. Once again, Syracuse football plays Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium today. This is Fizz Radio on the Score 1260. For Harrison Singer, I'm David Edelstein. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe, stay warm, stay friendly, and enjoy. And we'll speak with you next time.